Konnichiwa. Happy New Year 2022. I hope you've had really, really satisfying breaks and you're coming back to this year with a fresh perspective on teaching and learning and a little bit of extra energy. I certainly have got a little bit of extra energy coming and I really enjoyed seeing students for the first time this year yesterday. So it feels like there's new hope, even though there's a few extra little things that we need to be doing each week and putting masks on and all of those things as we have got used to so far. But hopefully this year will be a lot more face-to-face -face learning throughout the year. Fingers crossed. So what's on my mind at the moment? I have spent some time talking with the new languages leader for Max. That's Chloe Briand. And one of the things that she's been sharing is the sort of uh, one of the things that she's been sharing is the work that informs her teaching that she's been doing for 20 years at MLC, that's Methodist Ladies College. She has mostly worked with Conti and the sort of way of working that he suggests. And another of his students is called Vinales, Dylan Vinales. So she shared one of the blogs that Dylan Vinales has written, which very quickly summarises what seems to be quite a deeply thought out and well-researched approach to language teaching. They call it EPI, which stands for just finding the right spot on my computer so I can tell you the exact words. Extensive processing instruction. And I will put a link to the blog that I'm talking about in the notes underneath. So I'm not going to go through all of the things that they're talking about. I just want to give a couple of little tasters, I suppose, of some of the things that uh, Vinales is talking about in this particular blog. He uses sentence builders. So a sentence builder is a table where students can see an option of word to go first, an option of words to go second, some possibilities of words in the middle, and so on, so that they can build their own sentences. And I realised as I was reading about this that it dovetails really strongly into what I've been talking about in that spontaneous use rainbow, where instead of just doing a repeat it and memorise it sort of repeat it, memorise it, test it sort of model of language learning and then you sort of say I've done the test, I've finished that bit and don't need to remember it or use it in the future. This model gives you the possibility of those two next pieces of the rainbow of chopping it and building it. So students are putting the language together for themselves and then the, the following segment of the rainbow is to practice it and following that you can head towards spontaneous use. Each one of those steps needs to be scaffolded with the teacher and with the student. So the sentence builders are really interesting and he's created a whole variety of sentence builders 
particularly useful at secondary level for Spanish and French and possibly another language, I'm not sure, but I'll link those in with for you as well. One of the first things that Viennales and Conti suggest to do is to have a whole group reading just focusing on the phonology, the sounds. After that, after the sounds are beginning to come through for students, then have a look at the meanings. And part of that or after that, it's up to you how you put this together, they're only suggestions of course, is this really cool thing called faulty echo. It's a Kantian favourite involve, involving reading out a sentence correctly, then repeating it but adding a mistake, and students have to identify the mistake. I really like that one. I actually hadn't heard of it until now, and I'm sure there's heaps of people out there going, oh my gosh, Susan, how could you not have heard of the faulty echo? So here's how it goes, just in case you, like me, have just discovered it. You start reading the sentence correctly. So a sentence might be, Kohi o nomimas, I drink coffee. And then you say the same sentence, but with a small mistake in it, or a big mistake, up to you. So here's a mistake sentence. Kofi o nomimas. What was the difference? And it really tunes students in to finding what that difference is. They become uh, quite alert and very focused on what the details of that pronunciation are or the grammar might be or different words that you might put in or even funny words like you can have a lot of fun with this. So the, I'll do the two together again. Kohi o nomimas. Kofi o nomimas. And the difference was the way I pronounced the F. So the Japanese F sounds a lot more like blowing out a candle <laughs> and the English F puts the bottom lip underneath the teeth and has quite a strong fricative sound. <sighs> yeah. So that just tunes students to that detail of how to pronounce the F sound for Japanese. And you can do that with pretty much everything that you possibly teach. So I had a really good look through the blog and I've incorporated a lot of the ideas from that blog into my Functional Classroom Language Hub, FCL Hub, and particularly on the how to use this resource page. So I'm really spending a lot of time trying to think about what that rainbow is, but what are the activities that you might do to move students from the modelled text that you start with, which could be the books that I've written, or it could be another set of books, or it could be the textbook that you already use. So how do you move from that modelled language in towards spontaneous use? I'd like to encourage you to have another look at the Functional Classroom Language Hub. Flip down the various activities. There's a lot of them. They're numbered incorrectly at the moment. This is so much a work in progress, and I will be spending some time neatening it up, getting some more ideas in. Please send me your feedback because what you say will always help me to make this the best resource that we could have. And I hope you get some really cool ideas for how that might look in your classrooms. 
Another thing that I've done recently is to update the want book. So on the Japanese book links tab, if you go down to the part that says what Irio wants, last year there was only one book in that. I've now expanded it into seven different levels like I have with others. And I've got the word list at the back, but also an activity that goes with each level. So the level one, which is the easiest level, has a really easy activity. Uh, spoiler alert, it's about tying up the teacher. Yes, they're only in Japanese so far, but I'm working on getting them into other languages. Um, so you as language teachers or classroom teachers have access to an activity that specifically goes with that book immediately at the back of the book. So I hope that helps everybody. And I'm really keen to find out how things are going for you in this journey that's going to be 2022. Janet.